am recording. I'm going to try not to I, yawn. <laughs> I am recording as well. I will try right. not to make other people yawn. So we're, Good point. we're on the same page. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome to season four. Welcome to Winging at the West Wing podcast. There's so much welcoming going ah, on. Ah, season four. <laughs> Oh, can you believe we've made it this far? I, it's crazy. I, I can't. I mean, I can believe we've made it this far, but it's it's hard to believe it happened so fast. Like, it feels like, huh, season four, man. I know. We're, like, halfway through this season, we'll be halfway through the series. Yep. That's crazy. That's Heavens crazy. To Betsy. All right. Uh, I'm Andrea. I'm Sally. Sorry, I didn't mention that yet. Oh. And we, uh, we're, we're here for you to talk about the West Wing, <laughs> and more specifically... 20 Hours in America, Parts yep. 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Ooh la la. <laughs> let it's us all in sing. One. There's a lot to say. Yeah, let's sing. I'm ready. <laughs> you start us off. Duh. 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 Slower. It's lower today. Wow. That's going to be... So hard for me to edit. Thank I'm you. wearing my like really intense headphones, so I can't hear myself as well as I normally can. So oh. I apologize for. I just bought new headphones. <laughs> I just bought new headphones, and I'm not wearing Ooh. them. We should just redo oh. this whole thing. Yeah. Oh well, welcome to season four. We're going to talk about so many things. So many. Let things? us first. Ah. Yeah. Let's let's recap with the TikTok, shall we? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, There's so, so much especially because we have because we have two episodes that were it's yeah. one episode which truly. is great because I can't keep yeah I wouldn't have been able to keep them straight so I'm glad we're doing this TikTok we start out on the road and they are out on the campaign trail and President Barlett's talking to people there's so much going on I can't do it so <laughs> Josh and Donna and Toby get left out on the campaign trail, and they're trying to find their way back. So that's happening throughout the episode. They're sort of navigating, trying to travel. And at the same mm-hmm. time, everyone else goes back to the White House. President Bartlett is dealing with a lot of stuff. He's dealing with – he's interviewing the new, for new secretaries. And yep. he is also dealing with the fallout from them killing Abdul Sharif. <laughs> Whoops. So, it's funny that those are two very different things he's dealing with. Indeed. Yeah. And, gosh, what else? So, Toby and Josh Sam. are kind of fighting. Sam Sam is staffing the president. He's not supposed to be at work. Yeah, he sets me off, and then on. he does somebody else's job. So, that's right. CJ, a fun day for Sam. CJ is trying to find a big brother for Anthony, who was mm-hmm. Simon's little brother. So, that's going on. R.I.P. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really, it's weird because those are really the, I feel like so much happens, but those are really the big plot points and a lot happens with it. Yeah, I think that, I think that covers it. There was a yeah. stock market, uh, crashed. Uh, is it too exaggerated oh. to say crash? There's a dip in the stock market. Yes, there's a dip in the stock market and obviously a huge thing. There was the explosion at Kennedy yes, State, the pipe bomb at yes, the university. Yes, pipe bombs at the university. People died, and that was um, like forty something people died, and that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that covers it. So now so. that we're all on the same page, let's just talk about all the things that we loved about this episode. <laughs> okay, let's um, do it. Oh well, first of all, I'll just say an overall observation. 
coming off of the, a dramatic season finale, it was interesting that they decided to go for the more like lighthearted premiere. You well, love this episode, though, right? That's I mean, funny. like this is one of your faves. That it, yeah, I like this episode a lot. Um, it has a lot going for it in my in my book. But it's funny that you said that because I I actually made the opposite note and said that like this that I I made the note that this is actually that they kind of jump right back into the drama and they did it in season two as well because they have that two parter to open the season uh, dealing with the shooting drama but but this one there's a lot of there's a lot going on and so it kind of feels like they jump in head first for me I mean I guess it is it is pretty lighthearted too but I don't know. There is a lot. There are a lot of moving pieces going on, but I don't feel like it's. I mean, you can't really go from uh, a surprise death to anything nearly as dramatic right away. You know right. what I mean? Like we yeah. had an assassination okay, and something yeah. else, and now it's like, oh, I'm Toby. I work for the White House. You know, which is <laughs> fine. Yes. It's just like a completely different yeah. change of okay, tone. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the tone has changed. That's that. That's correct. I'll give you that. But then we do we do get like the more dramatic things on the tail end of the second episode, the second part. Like you yes. mentioned with the with the school, yeah. uh, the pipe bomb at the school, which is terrible. Yeah. Let's just talk about the I'm Toby, I work at the White House, because it is genuinely, that is just, it's hilarious. It's so funny, and it it's such a simple, like, it's such a simple joke, but every time he delivers it, it's just perfect, and it just kills me. It's the funniest thing. Too, too funny. Oh, Love it. Yes. How he said, every time he, like, stares at his shoes, and is like, oh, we're at the White House. <laughs> I, I mean, I adore Toby almost all the time. Yeah. But I, I I really love Toby in these episodes. I love he and Josh. Granted that he and Josh are going back and forth kind of on uh, campaign strategy, uh-huh. essentially, right? Isn't that what you would say? I don't... I kind of... It, it, we can talk about that, but you can finish your thought first. Keep going. <laughs> well, I, I just... You know, compared to that, that aspect of Toby... And Josh, it's that part's not my favorite, but I do love the I'm Toby. I work at the White House, and then yeah. later on when John Gallagher is there, and he's like, you know, people are going to think you're a lot cooler if you don't say that, or if you let somebody else say that for you. Yeah. Um, which also leads to a guest star alert. Yeah. John Gallagher Jr. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I think big I'm, fan. I'm a big fan. I think I have made no secret that I've tried to tone it down a little bit while we're recording, but I yeah, am a huge fan. I've tried to get him on here like four times. I try not to be <laughs> so fangirly about it, but he, I obviously I watch the newsroom because I watch I watch everything that Aaron Sorkin does, but um, except that I haven't watched the American except President. except the American President. Well, yeah. but now I'm kind of at this point I'm kind of saving it because I think it'd be fun for us to record about it, and so. I don't, you know, yeah. I want to wait and do it at the right time. Anyway, um, but I watched the newsroom, and for anybody else who's watched the newsroom, it had its its faults storyline-wise, but John Gallagher Jr. was just, whew, he was, man, I just I, love him. He's such a young, a young buck in this yeah. one. Just he plays a about, high schooler. He just seems so smart. I'm really into smart guys, and like, it just, I don't know. I just, I like him. <laughs> hey, John, if you're listening. Give me a call. <laughs> Johnny. He's a musician, too. You guys should yeah, check just, out his music. He, he, just, just, he could actually album. go and see him. Yeah. yeah.
Anyway, mostly in New York. Anyway, <laughs> so I have to say though, I, it's this episode is not my favorite. The mm-hmm. both parts of it, but there are scenes in it that are that do make the top. I think when I think a lot of people have said that one of their favorite comedic scenes is when we realize that Josh and Donna and Toby uh, missed their plane because of the time zone change. Yeah. I think that is is such a classic episode for so many people. It, we have yeah. to we have to play an audio clip from it because it's yeah. just amazing. This is why I couldn't get anyone on their cell. Wait, wait, no, no, you're not. We changed time zones? We changed time We changed time zones? It's a uh, common mistake. Not for the US government. What a schmuck ass system can this guy to play? That's good. That's perfect. How, 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 I don't understand. How the hell bus is just to break them. What, 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 what people, they just, they just, they, they, they reset their watches when they commute? They just uh, change their watches every time they cross a, a time zone? What is this, a joke? Sir, my country. Okay. This is a whole new thing now. My guys are going to need to walk this off a little bit. It's, it's just not often you get to see them fly off the handle, and I love it. No, it's not. And I made a note that, because in the background, Toby is, like, hitting stuff and, like, all this yeah. stuff. And I remember thinking that it was sort of a, there were a few moments where people got to have physical comedy that we don't always get mm-hmm. to see. But now I can't for a life of me remember the other, I feel like there was a moment with CJ. I, I can't remember, but um, I just remember thinking that, and it was so funny watching Toby and Josh freak out. I also, I also remembered that, uh, so they go into that, what I think is a gas station restaurant, and they get, like, dry rub, that we need to add that to our potluck, which I think we should do at the end of this season, personally. Yeah. Or maybe the end of the series. Yeah. So what do you not like about this episode? What do I not like about this episode? Uh, I don't know. It's I, I feel like... Because we have the group so segmented, I mean, I do like the fact that they're fish out of water, so we see them in different uh, sort of environments, and that brings out a different part of their characters. But I feel like because we don't have them to work off of each other, I think it's just not as cohesive. I don't know. There's just not many storylines that have a through line throughout everybody. In a, in a way that most other episodes do. Okay. It just wasn't... You know what it was? The, the highs... They were funny. I guess it just wasn't dramatic. It was kind of in the middle for me. It wasn't dramatic enough. I don't know. All right. That's fair. I think, talking about being disconnected, I think one thing I didn't like as much about this episode, and I really love both of these episodes. I keep calling them one, but there are two episodes. Um, One thing I didn't like is, well, I don't know. I liked and disliked Toby and Josh's arguing throughout. Um, and we touched on it for a second, that they're sort of, in broad strokes, they're arguing about the campaign strategy. They're arguing about, you know, Josh is sort of, Mm -hmm. Josh says some stuff like, you know, like, when did you guys decide he was going to be, go with the smartest guy in the room tactic, that kind of thing. And, and Toby, he says that like Toby and Bruno and Leo are like calling audibles and, and so Josh is upset about some things, but the way that they argue, some of it just felt so out of the, like at one point they're talking about who's. They're arguing about like who's more Jewish and that and like it just yeah it felt like and yeah it, and I should say that like all of that dialogue was great but some of it felt like it was just great dialogue we wanted to put in and if the argument itself throughout didn't feel as connected as it should have if that makes sense it didn't feel like one one argument it just felt like they were just at each other's throats just to be at each other's throats so mm-hmm. well 
And it it brought the, a great moment for Donna when so Toby and Josh have been arguing the whole time, and then they get to the they get to the hotel or the bar where they're going to catch their flight, and they're they're all sitting around talking, and they've heard the news about um, the bomb in the university. And Donna says, you know, Donna sort of just goes off on them, and she's like, just stop, like why are you like you're just arguing, just argue. She doesn't say this, but she's just going off on them, and she says nobody brought up Bartlett and Richie but you. And she's talking about how, you know, they've forgotten the the people at the heart of the issue. They've forgotten, you know, yeah. I don't know. They've forgotten what's important, sort of. And they've, they've looked past people and they've been yeah. just talking about issues in an ideological way. Right. So it does it does all of their bickering does lead to that moment. And then obviously they go sit down with the guy at the other bar and start talking about education. And that becomes um a a plot point later. So it all works out really well. And there's a lot yeah. of comedy in between. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I loved when they were on the train and Donna's like really trying. Donna's the only one still really able to work. And she's yes. trying to get them where they need to go. And she says, you know, oh, we missed that that train. That that was folly. That was, that was never going to happen. Yeah. And she's like trying to get approval for her travel plan while Josh and Toby are yeah. arguing. And I loved the line when Josh uh, is going, is kind of getting unglued because he needs to know what's going on in the world. And she's like, I got you the paper. And he said, I know. Preparations are underway for the fair. I'm briefed. Like, it's yeah. just, I, I love so much about uh, exasperated Josh and Toby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they, when they get on the train, and I think it's Josh that says to, to John Gallagher Jr.'s character, he's like, assure me that there's going to be no trouble. And he's like, I swear, your troubles end 90 miles down that road. And he points one way, and the train goes the other way. And it's <laughs> that was, it's pretty classic. The timing is, is so good. Um, and they get to the hotel. They get to the hotel, and he says, by the time I got there, my newspaper no longer had the molecular structure of a newspaper. <laughs> um, and at the hotel bar, there was apparently a mirror ball. I mean, like, somebody calls Sarah McLaughlin on that one. I was like, what oh, is gosh. going on in Indiana or whatever? Uh, or there, Wisconsin. There was just a lot of A-plus comedy in the in the whole, and I hate to just, like, list out lines, but there was so much fun. Like, when they go get the dry rub, and that was hilarious. Oh, and they're, I'm just going to list all the funny things right now. When they're driving in the diesel truck's the diesel truck breaks down. Oh my gosh! Josh had just been talking about like how, like he sort of likes Kathy, who's played by Amy Adams. Amy Adams, cool. guest star. Yeah, little guest star there. Um, and he finds out the guy in the back of the truck is her boyfriend. And then later, he, Josh is like, "Did we run out of Did we run out of diesel because of what I said about Kathy?" And the guy's like, "I can't make a car run out of gas." It's pretty funny. So I love it because he said it was that she's all funny, wholesome, but not maybe not too wholesome in front of her boyfriend. Yeah. Like it's just so <laughs> makes you want to. And squirm. then he's like, and then he's looking at the field, and he's like, "Is that corn?" And the guy's like, "No, nope." Like, what is it? Trees. Trees. <laughs> <sighs> A lot of good comedy there. Yeah. Now that we've just relayed all the yeah, we're roughing it. <laughs> um. <sighs> sure. Okay. Well, what else? What else besides our, our our lovely friends getting lost? Um, CJ. We're going to talk about CJ. Yeah, let's talk about CJ. Mm-hmm. I, because, well, and to talk about CJ, we have to talk about Charlie. Because this is, I'm and I've referenced it before in previous episodes, that this is, I'm pretty sure this is my favorite Charlie moment. Maybe uh, there was another one. Uh, this one and the one with the, 
getting his picture taken, getting um, when yes. he finds that. When he finds that guy's letter and brings mm-hmm. him in to get his picture taken with the president, this and that are maybe tied, but CJ oh, is trying Charlie. to find a big, no, Tina's trying to find a big brother for Anthony. She's not having much luck because obviously everyone is pretty busy. And, and Charlie says no initially. I mean, he wants to, but he just doesn't have time. But then when they are, they're standing in the White House, Charlie overhears Anthony mouthing off to CJ. He calls her, he Ooh. calls CJ a bitch. And Charlie throws <laughs> Anthony against, against that wall. wall so fast. <laughs> Give that um, boy an Emmy just, just for that. Gives, right? And he gives <laughs> he gives him a little speech about, you know, about talking to her. And then he's like, you know, I go play ball at whatever. Da, 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 go. I'm at 9 o'clock on the Saturday Yeah, he gives morning. us his he's whole Saturday routine while yeah. he's yelling. Yeah. So, and then, so obviously he's offering to be this boy's big brother and it just oh man it's it well it's the initial reaction that gives me that you know that Ugh. like oh charlie it's that initial he just all he hears is him call cj a bitch and he's like oh no 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 <laughs> oh, no no him in his place. not yep. so fast yeah he does and charlie that's what charlie's kind of he's just un- so like honorable but like kind of kind of rough at the same time i don't know i love it he's a real man <laughs> it's a very yeah. manly moment he's yeah. all man um, also, he has some great moments, uh, first of all, with President Bartlett as, at the top of the second episode, I believe, where they just had this dip in the economy, <laughs> and this guy who yes. shook hands with, was it Truman? Which president was it? Before um, the last depression. I, I can't remember now. I'll look it up and put uh-huh. it in later. But, uh, so, all of a sudden, President Bartlett has a moment where he's feeling superstitious and doesn't want to shake this guy's hand in case it means the stock market is going to crash. Yeah. So he like pulls Charlie aside and has this like whole dialogue about it. And Charlie has this Mm -hmm. thing about not having any photos on his desk. And then at the (laughs) end of the episode, he does have a photo of his desk on his desk of his mom and it comes full circle. But it was just funny because Bartlett was having a a freak out moment. Yeah, It was hilarious. Yeah. Cause and, and Charlie was like, Charlie said, I can't believe you're considering it. And president, the president's like, yeah, I know, you're right, it's stupid. And he's like, no, 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 I can't believe you're considering doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, yeah, it's very It totally funny. leans um, into it. But we think that that is actually young Dulé Hill in that picture, right? They Photoshop because that, I mean, oh that my is gosh. him. That is so It him. is so cute. He's so oh, cute. Oh, it's adorable. Little mm-hmm. baby Dulé. Um, yeah, that was pretty Dulé. great. That whole, that whole cold opening is is. A great cold opening. Um, I like when they are sort of standalone cold openings. Yeah, so that was wonderful. This could also lead into our our executive secretary search because Charlie had a hand in that as well. Obviously, yeah, he's yeah, 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 championing yeah. for um, Mrs. Debbie Fitterer, and she's come back. And I, I really enjoy. I mean, I like I like her yes. all the time, pretty much. And yeah. uh, I like when t- Charlie's explaining to her about, like, the code that they use when the president has free time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Barbecuing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah barbecuing. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, yeah, it is. I think she's much more likable. Not that she was not likable in the first episode, but I think, and we talked about this when she came in, they were almost trying too hard to make her, like, the anti-Miss Landingham. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, I think that kind of evens out, and she's she's just great in this episode. And the other the other secretary candidates, though, like who like 
you're, I don't know, has no one ever told them that you should try and be, like, pleasant in an interview? Yeah. They're really terrible candidates. I feel bad I mean, for I'm people sure who aren't funny. qualified, but, yeah, not even funny, but they were very cold. They weren't, like, warm people. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I was like, these other options are really, really terrible. So. But we found her. She got the job. She made it. Yeah. She she got that memory test, which I clearly would have failed with all those numbers. Oh, but way to go, Debbie! Absolutely, way yeah. to get it. Um, oh, and we find out we did find out her sort of backstory that she was fired for hiring Charlie over hiring. Um, I guess it was David Dwight. I can't remember. Yeah, David Dwight wanted to drink a Wawa. I <laughs> that's how I asked my dog if he needs water. I said, Charlie, you want to drink a Wawa? Because of <laughs> is this it from this? Okay, yeah, it is. Um, so, oh, but there was also an interesting moment when Bartlett, President Bartlett's playing around with the idea that he's been taking so long to do this because he doesn't want to replace Miss Landingham. Mm-hmm. And he asks, he mentions that to Sam, and Sam's like, do you think that's true? And he's like, I don't know, Sam, I'm a puzzle. Well, like that, that. that could that's lead good. us into talking about Sam, who has a very yeah. interesting couple of days, because yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's fun, I mean, that... It's not often you get to do somebody else's job. You right. know what I mean? Like, they all, yeah. they're all colleagues. They see each other day in, day out. They kind of know what the other person does. But you, until you get in that room, you don't really know. No, but also, speaking of this, did we know that this is what Josh does? Have we ever seen Josh staff the president? I mean, well, we know he's deputy, deputy chief, chief of staff, staff so he, yeah, he deals with the politics the and how it plays out. Right. Yeah. And and we knew that, but, like, talking about, like, actually being in the room all day, like, we never, we've never seen Josh do that. We see him come in and talk to him, but just as much as Toby and Sam do already. I guess so. We've never, we've never seen Josh be in the room all day or even talk about being in the room all day. Like, because he gives yeah. Sam the little spiel, and it's like, here's what you're going to do. He's going to do this meeting, and then you're going to go into this meeting, and then you're going to have this, and you're going to explain how this relates to this. He gives Sam the whole spiel about how his day works, and we've never seen that. I mean, I could be That's wrong, true. and I'm sure somebody will let us know if we have, but we haven't. Um, but it was still <laughs> interesting. It was still interesting to watch. It brought out a lot of fun things in Sam, too. Indeed. He asked Ginger, do we have a Reader's Digest of all human knowledge? <laughs> And Ginger says, we usually just use Margaret. <laughs> Which is so good. So um, great. Yeah. But then at the end of it, um, Sam was just surprised that Josh was smarter than he was. Yes. I just thought it was a really well, cool arc. That's Sam was said. surprised by something else, too. Oh, oh yeah, he was. <laughs> Mallory she came looked, back. She looked real good. Dang yeah, girl. she looked real good. Yeah. And um, she broke up that with her was hockey great. boyfriend. That was a nice. I forgot about that. She broke up with her hockey boyfriend. They get their little flirt on a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Sam's reaction to that is great when she says that they're not together anymore. He's like, that is terrible. That is just yeah. the worst thing. But he's smiling. <laughs> Rob Lowe is very charming in this episode. Um, he is. When he, he's asleep at home before. He's supposed to be taking a few days off and sleeping. And he set his answering machine to say, like, I'm supposed to, yell. I'm, you know, I'm asleep, but yell and I'll wake up. And then Josh is like, Sam! And then he <laughs> flips over the thing. That was really great. He has a good episode. Yes. I liked, I liked Sam in this a lot. I, I yeah, I also liked, one small thing I kind of liked was 
when Sam was trying to stick up for President Bartlett about something or trying to, you know, take the fall, not take the fall, it was his fault, yeah. something he messed up on. And the president wouldn't let him, and he was talking to Josh about it later, and Josh says um, that nothing is ever the president's, or nothing is is not his fault in the Oval Office, like everything has yeah. to fall on President Bartlett. And I thought that was interesting, that was a cool thing we hadn't really talked about before. Maybe I liked this episode more than I thought I did. I don't know. <laughs> this is making me yeah. appreciate it much more. I'll just, I'll just keep talking you into it. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's not oh, like and I dislike it. He he makes the reference. He makes, well, and we've sort of heard the reference before, because uh, Toby has said something about the room where it happens, but Sam says, I got to get back in there. That's where it happens. And mm. that's, you know, a Hamilton That'll, yes. song also yeah so that's all I was thinking when and I had we had somebody a few episodes ago I said something about maybe it was death I don't know I said something doesn't discriminate and I and somebody wrote it and they were like I thought you were about to start singing from Hamilton and I was like I was here's the but you know a secret that's that'll exactly our, what I was thinking of that'll be our Turned next literally special everything. episode <laughs> yeah it'll be the West Wing uh, meets Hamilton Ooh, that'd be a it. great excuse to try to talk to uh Lin-Manuel, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, classic writers, or classic quotes, uh, this is where we hear uh, Sam say that good writers borrow from other great writers. Wait, good writers borrow from other writers, great writers steal from them outright. Which is perfect, especially because Sorkin did that (laughs) in this episode. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, When they're talking about the bombing at the school and there's that whole yeah. like no- notable quotable what did he say the streets of heaven are too crowded with angels tonight and i believe yes. it's cited as being lifted from tom hanks's speech uh accepted yes it was from tom hanks's acceptance speech for philadelphia when he won the best actor oscar yeah oh, gosh was that so emotional yeah um Yeah, it is interesting, and it's also interesting because this was actually, this episode and um, part of that speech was then plagiarized by another writer who used it for... Amy Schumer? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Amy Schumer. Uh, It was some writer, I can't remember what it was now, it was for some NBC special, I think, and he used the line about running into the fire, and he says, into the fire, like the same way. Um, mm. so I thought that was interesting because he, I think he got, he got laid off for, for stealing it. And I was like, that's funny because Sorkin stole part of the other part of it from Dang. Tom Hanks. It really was a tiny, I went back and watched that Tom Hanks acceptance speech and he says the streets of heaven are too crowded with angels. And so he did But if you're going to steal, steal from Tom Hanks. Well, true. <laughs> Cause he's a nice and guy. I thought, and I the thought best. that that sort of sentiment existed before Tom Hanks. I feel like that's more of a. It, the sentiment I, I might totally have. Wrong. I don't know though. I, I mean, you know it's what I so, mean? Like that it's kind of a common, not a common. It's not definitely not a common phrase, but that it's something. The sentiment of it, people could have heard. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but he just kind of cemented it into the like public consciousness. Things that we can reference. It's a touch point. But the, that speech is is very famous amongst West Wing listeners or watchers. Right, <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they it's listen a great, while they watch. Great speech it is i mean i get all emotional thinking about it uh, there are two other things that i would consider notable quotable from this yeah. one the first one was when we've got bruno in this episode which we haven't quite mentioned yet 
But yeah. uh, he's talking to President Bartlett, and he said, we have six weeks until the election. The world was created in less time. And Bartlett says, yeah, and one day we'll have to get a beer and you'll tell me how you did it. Yeah, I just feel uh, about Bruno. I mean, I don't feel uh, about him. I just, you know. Even there. after he gave like Margaret fine. the necklace? Yeah, we talked about that. That was just odd to me. I don't know. Well, then there was the whole storyline in this one as well, that with the women and the rolling pins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Remember yeah, yeah. The, that. Abby said it first, said that she's yeah, a wife said and a mother. Yeah, just a wife and a mother, yeah. Because she's not practicing medicine right now, and then it right. becomes the whole, this whole thing. And then Bruno, I, I mean, Bruno says, <laughs> I love it when the women get involved. And at that yeah. moment, I was like, um, what? Hold up, bro. <laughs> What? Where are you going with that? And I love it because luckily CJ brings it up in the next scene. Yes. Because if yeah. she hadn't, then I would have brought it up for her. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. not like the wives, like the little, the little trophy wives, but actually the women voters. So yeah. I don't hate him for saying that. The other one I have to say is that Leo was talking about watching cooking shows and Margaret uh -huh. says... If you ask me, it's soft porn. No one needs to massage garlic into a leg of lamb that much. <laughs> What's funny is that, like, I don't even remember that line, and I didn't even remember the Bruno and Bartlett line. There was so much in these two episodes. Like, there was just so, and so much good stuff. I mean, there are so many things written down in my notes that I don't want to just, like, sit and read, you know, all the lines that they said. But there was just, there was a lot of great dialogue in this whole episode, which, and I feel like we should talk more about the speech because... Just because it's so, it's so famous. I mean, people people love this speech. This is a great speech that President Bartley gives. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I don't have to repeat the speech. I'm sure a lot of people know it. But you know, he's talking about the accident. He's saying we didn't invite it. We didn't invoke it. And um, not the accident, the attack. And you know, he talks about how a couple of people or a few more people died because they ran into the fire. Mm. and the streets of heaven are too crowded there are brothers there are sisters there are whatever it's just a very moving speech and of course martin sheen delivers it perfectly um yeah i think I, everything but i think yeah. what i missed from the first episode was just that pathos that we get in the second episode i think the yeah. first one didn't just right. go there because it was cut in half that's all yeah yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I think, and I wish I had more to say about the speech, but I just, I just love it. I, I, yeah, it's all, it's good. It just makes me all goosebumpy when I watch it, so. Oh, um, great. Other, other things, I feel like, I love at the end of the Toby, Josh, Donna storyline, when they finally get back, they've been all over the country in 20 oh, yeah. hours, and uh, that they end up going back to work, and I love the ending shot. I love, the, I feel like the exterior shots in DC really adds so much than if they had oh, shot yeah. the whole thing on a sound stage. It's just beautiful. It's, and it really grounds it. It's a great it. shot. Mm. The only thing is that they're, they're like a solid mile and a half to two miles from the White House, um, which <laughs> is, you know, it's fine. It's, it almost is like, a, it's, it's almost a tad too romanticized for me, that ending. Um, I mean, there's a lot of would have been like, drop me off one. at the front gate. Yeah, no, I would have been like, take me to my house. <laughs> um, I mean, they've been traveling so long. I don't know. 
But because at one point they said, you know, they're walking and someone says it's going to be hard. And the other one says, well, then we'll do what's hard. And it's just like, mm. oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> not, not quite a full house episode. <laughs> no, yeah, it just, it felt like a little, it felt like a, like a teen. I mean, the West Wing is obviously always very romanticized about things. I feel like the West Wing as a whole has the same attitude as Sam does in the show. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like it's idealistic and and you know just yeah I mean I can't think of another word other than romanticized at times and I think this is a good example of that I think it's kind of like it's not it wasn't an eye roll moment but it was just like okay well you guys about to walk two miles to the White House so have fun (laughs) you're basically the best humans ever oh I will say about the speech I think that uh, I think part of why it was so emotional, A, from the delivery and just how well-written it is, but also they had uh-huh. this song going over yes. kind of this montage, and the song is I Don't Like Mondays, which was yeah. by a band called Boomtown Rats, but it was covered by the one and only Tori Amos, so we can add that to our soundtrack yeah. as well. Yeah. So Well, and what's funny about that is there's so much dialogue in this in this episode but there is one moment, so it's almost hard to even remember this happened, but there's a time in the in closer to the beginning where Josh just has a line where he just says, it's Monday, isn't it? And and Donna's like, yeah. And, like, that's the whole thing. And it's just this moment of, like, thinking about it being Monday, and then that song plays later. Mm. And so that's just kind of interesting. Um, so much can happen gosh, in one day. I feel like there's still so much to talk about because we haven't talked at all about um, – the whole Sharif debacle. Kumar. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. they're realizing is that there is something worse than uh, Kumar realizing that it was us, and that's if yeah. Kumar thinks that it was another country well, and starts a whole... Well, what? and it's not even them realizing it's us or thinking it was someone else. It's it's what they're going to say about it. Because I think the, the worry is that they'll know it's America, or, or they won't know who it is, but that they're just going to say it's someone else. Regardless, it's more of the because they could use it as an excuse to start mm. problems with someone else. Yeah, um, basically, they don't and, know what their next move is going to be. Yeah, because it's like, well, what do we do if that happens? And um, I appreciate, I really appreciate President Bartlett and Fitz and Leo talking in the end. And you know, President Bartlett's like, they sort of offer up the, oh, we're gonna, we'll let them know that it was us, but you didn't have anything to do with it. And President Bartlett's not having any of that. Um, oh no, he he's going to need cellmates in Holland. But so I like that about it. I like that about um, the the storyline. I like that he's he, you know he's sort of the captain of the ship and he's going to go down with the ship. You know, mm, yeah, he's not going to so. let anybody, yeah, take the fall for him. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that Nancy McNally calls Fitz a sissy in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I loved that scene. She's just the best. She's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I really like that she calls him sissy. So. I thought, I mean, that's an interesting story. There, there's a there's a lot of storylines going on, so I feel like even the bigger storylines only get so much screen time. Yeah, even over, yeah, you just, know, yeah. two episodes. Yeah. But uh, there's so a lot good. there's a lot coming in season four. Man. Yeah. Um there's uh, a lot coming. Oh, they did make we did have a teeny tiny mention about Leo's health that I just wanted to mention what? because it was so random that we we had the one little moment where Margaret is telling him to eat, oh. you know, he's talking about eating a grapefruit and, like, his heart and blah, blah, blah. And he calls her this, Jack like, Lane. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this, like, one-minute little thing. So, um... Something to keep yeah, in mind. that was interesting. Yep. There was the only other thing, like, random observation. I did like 
when we were talking about Toby and Josh's sort of bickering back and forth, I like the moment where Josh has sort of had enough. And, to- you know, Toby's going on and on, and Josh has sort of had enough. And he's like, you act like I need convincing. Like, you act like mm. I'm the opponent. Like, we're on the same team, dude. And then Josh is upset because he thinks that Toby just wants to beat Richie. He's like, you just want, you don't want Richie to win. But, like, I want to win. Like, mm-hmm. you just want to beat him, and I want to win. Um, and I, I like that dynamic. I liked that. I thought that was, I don't know. I thought that was true. I thought that was true to their characters and I thought it was very telling of their characters. Um, I think Josh is concerned about, I want four more years and Toby is like bugged on a deep level that this guy, Richie could possibly be the president of the United States. You know what I mean? Like Toby's like fundamentally bugged. That this is the thing that's happening, which is how I feel Gosh, about Donald Trump. But I really wish I, fine. yeah, exactly. I really <laughs> wish we could hear our favorite West Wing staff talk about the current political climate and the. I really the just think election. I, yeah, I don't know. I just imagine them just like I could just see Toby the look on Toby's face. If, oh gosh, I would, if, I would. Oh. Uh, Love to see yeah. Toby's face anytime Donald Trump is on that, yeah. and with the Sarah Palin thing, I, it's it would be so funny to yeah. watch him. It would be um, he would be fun to watch. Though. Yeah. Well, I suppose that I could leave us <gasps> with a few wing tips as we. I'll, I'll leave a couple wing tips as you think about your MVP choice. First okay. of all, do what Toby did. Always ask the locals for the favorite thing in a restaurant. That's just good life advice. Secondly. Mm-hmm. Always bring your cell phone charger, people. I don't care if you plan on being gone from the White House for five hours or 15 minutes. It could turn into 20 hours in America, and you should always have your cell phone charger. <laughs> and lastly, always check the local time zones. That's going to it's gonna be important. You're traveling. Yeah. All um, right. I didn't MVP? think of my MVP in that time. <laughs> I'm sort of torn <laughs> because, because when we have an episode like this where it's all divided up so evenly, like... Nobody really won the episode. I think Sam had a great episode, and I think Charlie had a great episode, and I'm split between those two. Who's yours? I, well, I couldn't decide between Charlie and Donna, because Donna really did a lot. Oh, that's she got, true. First of all, she got them where they needed to go, but also she helped put them in their place, which yeah, she put did. them next to which is Matt, important. the the dad, trying to put his kid in college. So I think she was pivotal, and I think Charlie... For obvious reasons. So I'm going to pick both because it was two episodes. I so I'll pick Donna for one give... and Charlie for the other. Okay, good. I was like, I think we should give three because I'm going to pick Sam. I thought it was, I thought he had a good, a good episode staffing the president. I thought it was good for his character. Um, so I, let's, we'll just do all three of them. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough cheating, for me. But it doesn't matter. No, we make the rules. It's fine. We make the rules. <laughs> Woohoo! So. <laughs> That's why we do podcasts. <laughs> okay, well, uh, send us your thoughts and feelings, guys, on the first two parts of season four. Uh, you mm-hmm. can send it to us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at winginitpod. And who who knows what kind of hijinks we'll get into in season four. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll see you guys right. very, very soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>